0: Hello and welcome to CBD University with Dr. Andre. I am your host, Dr. Matt Andre. I'm a family physician here in Bloomington, Indiana. And if you're looking for a family physician, you can contact us at Andre Medical Services at 812-331-8282 or contact us on the web at www.andremedicalservices.com. We are also your source for full spectrum, organically sourced, uh, highly absorbed, Um, full-spectrum hemp oil. So if you would like to get that product, you can do that at our office as well. We are on here every week talking about Um, issues of health and medicine and the way that these are impacted by um, CBD. This is something that's been just a fascinating topic and uh, uh, very privileged to be involved with a lot of um, educational groups who are interested in getting their membership, Um, clinicians, uh, physicians, uh, PAs, uh, nurse practitioner associations, all of whom are really eager to learn about uh, what the possibilities of CBD are for uh, management. Uh, treatment uh, for uh, what the appropriate use of that uh, in healthcare is. Um, now, that gets problematic because any of the uh, uh, products are considered supplements, and supplements, in terms of how a company can promote those, uh, really should not be done to treat, prevent, cure uh, any kind of disease. So when I talk about it with patients, what I really try to remind them is, yes, there are many reports, there are many studies that show uh, people have had benefit with a number of conditions taking CBD. But uh, really, uh, fundamentally, what this supplement does is it helps support a system. And that's what I really wanted to talk about today. I wanted to talk about the endocannabinoid system. So, um, this is something that we are, uh, again, very, very new in, in really understanding. Uh, the endocannabinoid system, uh, if I was to give you just a, a tight, quick definition of what it actually is, it is a series of what we call signaling lipids. Uh, The endocannabinoid uh, hormones, and that's what I call them, and a lot of people do too, are are hormones. They're also, they fit the definition of neurotransmitters. These are molecules that are made literally in every cell of the body, uh, every tissue that we have found so far. And they interact both in the cells that make them themselves. They interact with the tissue, uh, the cells that are directly around that cell, and they interact at a distance in the body by getting in the bloodstream, uh, traveling through the blood, and then working on other tissues as well. And we are on, on on a very steep learning curve in terms of understanding what the functions and the abilities of this endocannabinoid system are. One of the things we've begun to understand is uh, that part of the function of the endocannabinoid system is to help interconnect and balance other body systems. So uh, in a way, uh, there are many people who have said that, well, what the endocannabinoid system is, it's really the engine of homeostasis. And that's not inaccurate, but I also think that's not necessarily um, the full definition of what the endocannabinoid system is. And the reason is, that um, uh, every every body system, in essence, is there to keep you in homeostasis. Your GI system is there to help you take in the nutrition that you need and to eliminate waste. Uh, Your nervous system is there to make sure that uh, the signals that are coming from the various parts of your body are getting integrated by your spinal cord and your brain, your central nervous system, and that we're sending the right signals out from the brain and, and central nervous system into the body in order to help it adapt to our outside environment. And that's really, I think, uh, the best way to define and to think about homeostasis. What homeostasis is, it's really the ability of your body to maintain a stable internal environment despite some change in your external environment. So it's a way to buffer the effects of, uh, for lack of a better term, living in the world. (laughs) And the endocannabinoid system is, is just one of the body systems that does this. But what is unique about the endocannabinoid system is it seems to be very, very integrated into the way that every other body system maintains a functional amount of activity. In other words, it is very important for regulating, for buffering the action of, say, the nervous system to make sure that your nervous system is not, uh, in it for any given function, you may talk about the nervous system providing, to help make sure that that function is not either overactive or underactive. So that when these endocannabinoid hormones, which are present, are, do- are doing their job, they're helping and assisting on keeping the function of these other body systems in, in, in a functional range. And what it appears is that we can have dysfunction of these endocannabinoid hormones. Uh, 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 Commonly, this is thought of as a a lack of or a deficiency um, in those endocannabinoid hormones. And it will probably help if we actually tell you the name of a couple of these. There are uh, many scores and scores of them that have actually been identified now. But there are two endocannabinoid hormones that we seem to know more about than really any others. And uh, they have been the longest studied. The first one was actually discovered around 1991 uh, by a team of researchers in Israel that worked with Dr. Raphael Meshulam. Uh, Dr. Raphael Mashulam is pretty famous when it comes to cannabinoids and endocannabinoid medicine because he is the gentleman that also discovered the first cannabinoid out of the plant, cannabis. Uh, he first discovered THC, the element out of uh, cannabis, which causes the euphoria of the high um, uh, that uh, cannabis can produce in people. And uh, THC was something that he discovered in 1964. And this gentleman still does research. His uh, team still works on cannabis, still works on the what we call the endocannabinoid system in humans and in really all mammals uh, that use um, uh, a very similar system of self-regulation that the plant does. And really, I think that's something else that bears saying at this point. I remember the first time I heard of the term endocannabinoid system, I was kind of confused. And the reason I was confused is because the term made it kind of sound like, um, by the way we named it, that, uh, wow, you mean I'm supposed to have... parts of the cannabis plant that are floating around my body and, and the body uses it. And that's not true, actually, um, though that uh, compounds from the plant can help body regulation, it appears. The name, the endocannabinoid system, um, is has nothing to do really with cannabis. Um, the reason we call it that is really because of the order in which things in science uh, were named. And this happens actually kind of all the time that uh, we base our names for something in science as we get discoveries and new technology and so forth, we base that name upon names that we've already um, uh, defined. So the reason it's called the endocannabinoid system, and if you've been confused by this like I was, maybe this will help. The reason we call it an endocannabinoid system is that the plant was actually what was named first. So the cannabis plant has had that name cannabis for literally hundreds of years, And it's had other names in other cultures and other places around the world. But that's the the technical, the Latin name, uh, cannabis sativa. So when Dr. Meshulam and many other people studied uh, the cannabis plant and they were looking for, well, what chemicals, what molecules, what compounds in that plant have the effects in our bodies that they do, we then named those compounds cannabinoids. So again, uh, THC is a cannabinoid. Um, Technically, it's also what we call a phytocannabinoid, which means it comes from plants. So THC is a phytocannabinoid. CBD is a phytocannabinoid. Um, CBN, CBG, CBC, THCV, THCA, all of these are phytocannabinoids, or most people just often call them cannabinoids. And when we asked, well, where in our body um, do do the uh, cannabinoids that come from the cannabis plant have their effects, how does it do that? How does THC cause uh, the changes that it does in a, in a person when they ingest it or smoke it or take it in the body somehow? And um, uh, when we found out and discovered the places that THC and other cannabinoids actually work in our body, we called those receptors for or uh, for cannabinoids or cannabinoid receptors when we then said, well, why would we make receptors that can interact with cannabinoids? Was this done on purpose? And really it was not done on purpose. But then the thought was, well, maybe we make something in our own bodies that work on these receptors. And it's just by happy coincidence that the chemicals and compounds from the plant actually work on the same site. And that is precisely uh, what we've uh, discovered and found. And so when we looked for what compounds we make that actually work on the same receptors that the plant cannabinoids from cannabis do, we call those things our endogenous, which means internal, um, our endogenous in from our own body, cannabinoids. So we shorten it and call it the endocannabinoids hormones uh, or compounds. And then we call those the, uh, the, the sum total of... Uh, those, that group of chemicals, that group of signaling lipids, the endocannabinoids, we uh, lump that together with the receptors in our body that, on which those work, and then the enzymes which help produce and break down our endocannabinoid hormones, we call all of those together our endocannabinoid system. Now, one of the things that can also get um, a little bit confusing is that there are a number of other receptors, um, and receptor is just basically something that is within a cell or in a tissue that sits there waiting for some other factor that comes from the bloodstream, for example, or or from other tissues around that cell that make compounds that uh, attach uh, to the receptor and help it work. Um, So... Um, Those compounds, uh, uh, when they work on those receptors, then you get the effects in the body, the physiologic changes that we anticipate. So all of that together is what makes up the endocannabinoid system. And so in a big way, it's really not as complicated as it kind of sounds. When I talk to different physician groups uh, and and also people that aren't uh, necessarily healthcare providers, and I say we're going to talk about the endocannabinoid system, they often feel like, wow, this is going to be incredibly... Uh, may be difficult or, or complex, and it's really, really not. Um, so it's just the cannabinoid compounds themselves, um, like anandamide, uh, which I mentioned. Uh, mentioned. So the two that we know the most about of that group are anandamide and 2-AG. Um, anandamide is also called AEA, or arachidonyl ethanolamine is the long chemical name. Um, and uh, these two are the one that we have the most uh, information about, so I'll kind of limit the discussion to those. The cannabinoid receptors, the endocannabinoid receptors that we have in our body that we know the most about, um, one's called CB1 and the other's called CB2 cb1 uh, exists in many many places through the body but again it is centered in our nervous system especially the central nervous system um, our brain and our spinal cord to be specific cb2 receptors also exist um, in many places throughout the body but we characterize the primary place that these exist are are in our connective tissue and primarily our immune system our immune uh, organs our immune tissues, so lymph nodes the spleen uh, tonsils, the thymus gland, the appendix. Um, these are very, very rich, um, and uh, these tissues are very, very rich in concentration of CB2 receptors. And then the enzymes uh, which produce uh, within the cells uh, the, the endocannabinoid hormones, such as uh, one is called fatty acid amide hydrolase or FA. Uh, the other is, uh, another uh, very common one that's very important. is called nape PLD. These enzymes produce and break down our endocannabinoid hormones. One of the ways that our body, you know, pe- people might wonder, maybe you don't wonder, uh, but uh, if you're curious, you say, okay, I know I make all this, for example, testosterone in my body.